This is episode 26 of Kicker and the Waterboy, and we have one question. If Evan and I went down with COVID, who would we call up off the practice squad to fill in for us? Here we go. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 26. We hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving, and thank you very much for tuning in. Mm-hmm. We appreciate your li- your, uh, you listening. It's been a long time coming, but I mean, we've had schoolwork, we've had to move out of South Carolina, we've had Thanksgiving, so ultimately we took a few weeks off between our normal shows, save for that one uh, special edition. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But since it's been so long, let's jump right into it with our NFL summaries. In honor of Thanksgiving, we're doing something a little different. Instead of summarizing every game, we'll be comparing them to Thanksgiving foods. I'm excited about this, so we'll get things started with the first Thanksgiving game. Texans, 41. Lions, 25. We're comparing this to popcorn from Charlie Brown because it was so bad that you're not invited back. (laughs) And the second Thanksgiving game was uh, Washington football team, 41. Cowboys, 16. And the food we're identifying with this is Grandma's Mystery Dish doesn't have a name but it's really good on thanksgiving Mm-hmm. joke that only works this year uh raiders six falcons 43 uh this is mashed potatoes because consistency is very important with this and neither team has been very consistent all year all year mm-hmm. yep next game uh chargers 17 bills 27 and we're comparing it to applesauce Pretty much knew exactly what you're going to get with this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giants, 19. Bengals, 17. Uh, sweet potatoes is what we're saying here. I can understand how people got turned off by the orange, but uh, it was a fairly scrumptious game. Mm, indeed it was. Titans, 45. Colts, 26. We're saying rolls here because Derrick Henry rolled right over the Colts' defense for 178 rushing yards and three touchdowns. Incredible performance. Uh, Panthers, 27. Vikings, 28. Uh, For me, this was like cranberry because it made me want to throw up. Yikes. I'm sorry to hear that, my friend. (laughs) Cardinals, 17. Patriots, 20. We're saying, hey, I'm here. Maybe not the primary dish of the day, but still very good and entertaining. Mm-hmm. Dolphins 20, Jets 3, uh, green beans, much like the Jets, they're green. You have to have them to balance out the plate, and you can't wait for them to be done. <laughs> Browns 27, Jaguars 25, uh, we're saying broccoli casserole. I had low expectations going in, but the results was surprisingly good yeah i tried broccoli casserole for uh thanksgiving this year it was pretty good so uh okay we'll move on uh saints 31 broncos 3 uh this is like that pumpkin pie that someone forgot to bring so you have to look around your pantry last minute for something that can substitute in as dessert (laughs) and i may or may not have been the person that forget that pumpkin pie (laughs) 49ers 23 rams 20 uh, we're saying chicken here, although not a Thanksgiving food. Gamecocks had their impact on this one. Debo Samuel had 133 yards receiving, and Javon Kinlaw had a pick six for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chiefs, 27. Buccaneers, 24. Pretty obvious we're going with turkey here because this was clearly the main course of the day. Mm-hmm. Bears, 
five Packers forty one. Here saying mac and cheese. You can't not do cheese when it's the Packers. Also, shout out to Aaron Rodgers for passing for over fifty thousand yards in his career. That's a lot of yards. Um, so two games have yet to happen. Um, the Seahawks and Eagles game. We're going to compare this one to stuffing because some guy bet five hundred thousand dollars on the game tonight. And if he wins tonight, he'll be stuffing his pockets. Admittedly, that's kind of a stretch. But uh, who do you have in this game? I have the Seahawks winning. How about you? Uh, same here. I think Philly keeps it close, but I like the Seahawks. For sure. And uh, last, but certainly not least, Ravens-Steelers. You were saying they're uh, leftovers because this game keeps going and going and going with no end in sight. Hopefully, it'll happen tomorrow, I mean, Wednesday, my bad, at 3.40. Wait, 3.40? I didn't even know that was the game time. Is that... Yeah. Wow, what a weird time to play a game. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, while we're on this topic, is this the week that it's just all going to spiral out of control in the NFL and COVID finally catches up to the league? Um, I'm going to say no. I understand that cases are spiking around the country, but I think they're doing a pretty good job, except for the Ravens, which has almost 20 players. They go doing them, they're doing a pretty good job of handling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's been, it was a crazy week. Uh, the Ravens, like you said, they have a bunch of players on the COVID list. The Broncos lost all four of their quarterbacks. The Lions fired their head coach for testing positive no, no, they just fired him. No, Yikes. sorry. But uh, but they're, the good thing that I saw from this, uh, from the clips that I watched of the games, players on the sideline were all wearing mask, which, masks, which was really good. A really good sign. Yeah, I just think it's interesting that they're on the field, you know, aggressively hugging each other. <laughs> like, nope, we're just going to do a mask on the sideline. But definitely good to wear a mask, please. Well, what would you do in the Ravens scenario? It's really interesting because from what we understand, that this could be entirely wrong, but from what we understand, the Ravens are at fault here. There was a staffer on the team who didn't take proper precautions and in turn infected a bunch of people on the team. So after the Titans uh, debacle from earlier in the season, I think the commissioner said something about forfeits are like a possibility moving forward. So I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. But, uh, I mean, if he can fit the games in, that's certainly a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised it hasn't been a forfeit yet either. Did they block off, like, the last two weeks? Like, isn't there a two-week, like, gap between the last regular season game and the playoffs? Or am I wrong? I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything about that, but I don't know. Uh, if there is such a thing, I'd just push it back till then. Or just give the win to the Steelers, because <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, yeah, push it back to the last two weeks, I say. Mm-hmm. So this week is sort of the ultimate argument for having the uh, season in a bubble. So do you think that we'll see a playoff bubble format like what the, uh, the MLB did? Mm, I don't think we will. But I think it would be a good idea, too. I think that's kind of right. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. 
And then uh, second game worth this. I mean, really the first game worth discussing. Excuse me, Falcons Raiders game. Falcons won forty three to six. Ryan, do you understand this game at all? I mean, that's all I have to say here. I don't. I the Raiders, or I'm sorry, the Falcons. They didn't have their number one running back, their future Hall of Fame receiver, and they beat the team that's maybe had the first wild card. I don't know for sure, but. They beat them by 37 points. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm just kind of lost for what exactly happened. Still mm-hmm. soaking it in, I guess. Some things just have no explanation. But we'll move on to uh, this next game. Vikings 28, Panthers 27. Uh, Jeremy Chin, he's a rookie. Um, he tied a 70-year-old NFL record. He returned two fumbles for touchdowns, and he actually did it in an 18-second span. Do you think he's the defensive rookie of the year? Uh, I'll be honest. I don't have much knowledge on defensive rookies except for Javon Kinlaw. Um, but hey, with a game like that, why not? Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't know how he's done the rest of the season, but hey, breaking a seven-year-old NFL record isn't too shabby. Mm-hmm. I would say that he's in the conversation. Chase Young uh, at um, for the football team, he's in the conversation as well. And I'd love it if Javon Kinlaw was, but I think that he he needs to like cover more ground, perhaps. But he did have a great week this week. For sure. Has there ever been a faster zero to hero moment than Chad Beebe? I'm going to say no. Uh, so so what happened? He um. Uh, okay, the Panthers were punting the ball, and Chad Beebe of the Vikings uh, went for a fair catch, then dropped it, so the Panthers recovered it. Uh, the Panthers would kick a field goal, take a six-point lead, but then uh, on the subsequent drive, Chad Beebe, with um, maybe 30 seconds left, caught the game-winning touchdown pass. And I mean, that is a, that's just a crazy turnaround. Yeah, absolutely. I can't think of a faster zero hero moment. Maybe, maybe Luke May at UNC. Oh yeah. When he hit the buzzer beater in the NCAA tournament as a was he a freshman then? He might or have no? been. Perhaps. Anyway, I hadn't really, I hadn't ever heard of him because he was a walk on and all. But mm-hmm. he hit that like game winner in the Elite Eight. It's like oh, Luke May. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. I really enjoyed that. But uh, something I didn't enjoy as much was watching Joey Sly's uh, field goal. It was from 54, perhaps, yards away. Uh, It went wide to the right. I did not enjoy that. So my question is, can the Panthers count on Joey Sly in in the clutch? Mm. Wow, good question. I remember there being a few times this year where he has missed various kicks in the final two minutes of the game. I don't know, was it four times? That or sounds right. Something like that. Man, I don't want to jump to conclusions and say, absolutely not, he can't be trusted. Boy, it's been multiple times this season with not all, I don't think all of them are super long, 50-plusers, were they? No, I think you're correct. Not all of them were. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't want to jump to conclusions, but right now, it's not looking too good. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. I, I like Joey Sly. He's got a really big leg, and one of those yep. kicks was from 65 yards, which he almost made. So I like him, and I'm, I definitely trust him, but like this kick here, although it was from kind of far away, then last year at New Orleans, I can remember uh, he missed one late, but I don't know. I trust him, and hopefully he'll have a chance to rectify that in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. Wish him nothing but the best. The next game, uh, Patriots 20, Cardinals 17. And speaking of kickers, how about Mr. Nick Folk? Nick Folk, the the legend in New England. He's won them two games this season, is that right? Yes. Wow, he's he's good. Um, I mean, the Cardinals, I believe they had a uh, they had a field goal from maybe 50 or so to go up with like 2 minutes to go and they missed it. So, it was a great job for Nick Folk for taking advantage of the opportunity given. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's interesting how the Patriots seem to always find those clutch kickers. Benatieri and then when Goskowski was there, he had some really clutch ones. And now Nick Folk. I don't know. Belichick, maybe he's the kicker whisperer. Who knows? Perhaps. I mean, there was that kicker he drafted this year, and that one I don't understand. But Nick Folk, yeah. I think he's got potential to be the next one. Absolutely. So the Pats, they sit at 5-6. and six. We'll talk about this more later, but uh, is the Beast up in New England coming back to life? Um, I don't know if they are. It won't be because of Cam Newton. I'll say that he didn't play that great this past uh, this past week. But it was a well coached game, and obviously, you know, Nick Folk came through in the clutch. And defense did well stopping Kyler Murray and Hopkins. Um, I won't be surprised if the Patriots start start a little win streak of their own here. Yeah, I 100% agree with everything you just said. So uh, I guess we'll move on to game uh, game four worth discussing. Uh, Browns 27, Jaguars 25. One question, do you trust these Browns? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you're 7-3 and three and then you win by two to a – one and nine, now one and ten Jaguars team. Yikes. I don't know, they're just so inconsistent. A lot of their games are way too close for comfort if you're a Browns fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. It's just crazy roller coaster. Um but now they have eight wins and like this has got <laughs> this has gotta be the first non losing season for the Browns since yeah. probably the seventies. I don't know. I think it's actually 17 years, maybe. Or am I wrong? I'm going to Se- this up. Seems more realistic than the 70s, at least. <laughs> they did have an 0-16 season, though, so that felt longer. Mm-hmm. Maybe that should count for two non-winning seasons. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, go for it. I'll lead us into this next game here while you look that up, because now I am curious, but... Uh, next game worth discussing, uh, the Saints had 31 points. The Broncos had three. 
but that's understandable because all four Broncos quarterbacks were out due to COVID. Uh, before we jump into this, uh, do you have the um, Browns thing? Um, 12-year streak of losing seasons. Well, that's not that bad. Yeah, I mean, I thought it would be a lot worse. but um, Yeah. Yeah, good all for right. them. Okay, so we we said um, all four quarterbacks were out due to COVID. Who would you have liked to seen or start in their place? Oh man, so many great options. I think it'd be cool to see Tim Tebow bring back the legend, a punter at quarterback. Why not? I feel like. They're, they got the size and the arm strength, potentially, for fake punts and all. Mm-hmm. So, give them a shot. Can't hurt. Yeah. A um, couple that I liked was um, John Elway, because all the Broncos fans, like every quarterback since him, they've been <laughs> living up to, oh, is he as good as John Elway? Just put John yeah. Elway back out there. Um, then another one I liked is uh, have the Saints uh, loan – Loan the Broncos, Jameis Winston, so we can actually see which quarterback is better, him or Taysom Hill. So I would have loved if that happened, but uh, but yeah, this game was played. It was not uh, very good for the Broncos, but incredible stuff from them. Should the NFL have postponed this one, though? I'm going to say no. I think it will be a lesson definitely to Denver Broncos quarterbacks Hopefully the rest of the league as well. Like you're not gonna get get away with not following protocol. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, at some point you gotta set a message and stuff. So I definitely understand not postponing it, but still, I I feel like um you could have pushed this one back to Monday just um either to have the quarterbacks all test again, see if any were. Like, if they were all negative, see if they can get cleared. And even if not, just give the quarterback a bonus 24 hours to learn the system. But I don't know. What happened, happened. Yeah. It's interesting for the Ravens, they just keep pushing it back, though. Mm -hmm. Is it because it's like the whole team, basically? (laughs) I would think so, yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Would the NFL have postponed it if the Saints, three quarterbacks, all tested positive? Weirdly enough, I think yes, they would have because the Saints they're good. They're eight and two perhaps. Um that I'm not a hundred percent about, but the Saints are good. And like if this just happened and then all the Saints were out, I think they would have pushed it back to just see if um I don't know, to give a playoff team in an important game for seeding that they should win. But if there's no quarterback, they probably wouldn't have. I think if this were the Saints, this would have been pushed back. Yeah, honestly, I basically agree with all of that. I think if all of them had tested positive, they would have pushed it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last game, then we'll switch segments. Uh, Chiefs 27, Buccaneers 24. Let's talk turkey. Oh, man. Yeah, do you think the Chiefs are the scariest team in the league? I'd say it's possible. They've one loss all year, and that was to a team who couldn't find their way out of the stadium parking lot in the Raiders. 
who apparently circled the stadium like five times trying to get out. <laughs> but uh, there, other than that, other than that one inexplainable loss, they have been really good, pretty much unstoppable. I just can't believe. Uh, I don't know. They're really good, and I think maybe we'll see them and the Steelers in the uh, AFC Championship. Yeah. Yeah, it would be cool. I'd say, probably, yeah, probably the Chiefs are the scariest team in the league. They just have weapons everywhere. Obviously, Mahomes at quarterback is great. Tyreek Hill, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And, you know, their defense does what needs to be done. And, you know. That's why I think they're the scariest team in the league. Mm-hmm. So flip side of the coin, uh, Tom Brady was the Buccaneers quarterback, and uh, he lost again. His team is 7-5. and five. So you have to wonder, has Tom Brady sort of lost his edge? I'd say definitely not. No, I don't think he has. You know, the reason they lost wasn't him. He threw for a whole bunch of yards and... He still got the zip on his passes. It just felt like the defense kind of let him down there at the end. They decided to do single coverage on Tyreek Hill the whole oh. time. And um, on offense, they did finally bring guys in motion, which they have before. It's nice to see that. But then it felt like they didn't have any plan for protection. Like they weren't, like if they could sense a blitz, they just didn't know how to prevent it or not prevent it because you can't, but block against it. Mm -hmm. So I think Tom Brady's not the reason that they lost. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess this isn't an indictment on Tom Brady, more as the the entire Buccaneers, because when you mentioned not having a great, like, game plan and stuff to protect the quarterback and play defensively, that reminded me of that... uh, the New Orleans Sunday night game where they got blown out and they really didn't have any game plan. So if that's the second time that's happened this year and they're two and five in like nationally televised primetime games, I don't know. That's something to watch going into the playoffs, although maybe not directly a Tom Brady issue. That's true. 